Welcome back to another episode of the Vidari Podcast. This week, no Jay, but we do have Jeremy and Noah. The boys discuss the NFL preseason, KD's drama, and a bunch of other sports-related stuff. As always, thanks for listening. We hope to see you next week. Welcome back to another episode of the Fidari Podcast. Uh, I'm Noah. I'm Jeremy. And uh, Jay should be back next week, so that's exciting. I can't wait for him to get back. Yeah, yeah. This uh, He was he was going to come back this week, but uh, he had a, a, a friend, sadly, pass away. So rest in peace to uh, Jay's friend for sure. And uh, hopefully everyone in that situation is uh, doing all right. Um, we got a decent amount to talk about this week. I'm pretty, I'm pretty stoked. Um, not a lot of basketball to talk about. There wasn't a huge bunch of news, but one of the biggest things out of basketball is that Kevin Durant and the Nets announced he's staying put. Uh, don't even get me started on that. Yeah, like that, like I just don't understand how you go from like, oh, like I want out of here. Like he, I felt like he like burned bridges with them. Right, but then now it's out of nowhere. They're just like, oh, like I, I feel like that it's gonna affect the team during the season because like there was already drama there as it is, and I feel like him just like taking back his like uh, trade trade request. I feel like that's gonna cause like some certainty in like the locker room, and especially if they don't have the season, excuse me, that they're expected to have. Like, especially since, especially since one of his bargaining things was, I'll stay if you get rid of Steve Nash, but they ended up, they ended up keeping both KD and Steve Nash. Yeah. And I feel like there's just going to be some tension there and maybe it boils over into the locker room. And like I said, especially if they don't perform like to how they're expected to be. And you already have, Kyrie Irving, who makes your locker room hard as is. And the Nets said that they're not trading Kyrie either. So, like, they're trying to reestablish the hopes that they had once have. But I feel like it's, like, one of those situations where it's, like, too late to, like, repair everything. Yeah, it's 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 pretty sad because they'll go from having uh, three, like, three superstars to maybe one. Because, you know, Kyrie will probably play. But who knows what happens with him? Uh, KD will play because his ego would hurt too much to sit on the bench. And uh, you think you think Ben Simmons will play? I think he's gonna play, but my concerns with them is like their health. And I'm not, yeah. especially with Ben Simmons. I'm not even just talking physical. I'm talking mental because we are. We saw he got booed out of Philly, and to be honest, New York sports is way tougher than philly sports so oh yeah if he, could, if he couldn't handle philly sports i don't know how he's gonna handle like new york sports yeah um pretty pretty rough pretty rough i don't think i don't think he's gonna be able to do it i think it's I think it's gonna be something that's well over his head another thing that i saw pertaining to the nba uh, it was a cool video of uh, LeBron working out in the Lakers facility with both his sons, and all three of them throw off dunks after dunk after dunk. And I was just thinking to myself that it'd be really cool if somehow LeBron could maintain his longevity and play with all, like have all three on the court at the same time. That'd be ridiculous. I know for sure he's going to be on the same court with Bronny. Yeah. Bryce, I know, is, like, a little younger, so I think it's going to be harder to probably play with Bryce. And speaking of Bryce, he got his, like, first D1 offer. Okay. From, like, uh, I, I forgot what the school was, but it's, like, a like a lower tier, like, D1 school. Got you. But, you know, that's exciting before, like, I think he's a freshman now. Like, Especially since he was focusing on soccer for so long. For him to, like, all of a sudden just be like, yeah, I'm great at basketball, too. It's crazy. Yeah, and a lot of people actually like think that Bryce is going to be better than Bronny. Like, not saying that Bronny's a, a bad player. I think Bryce I like I like Bryce's player. glasses. The, the sports goggles <laughs> are worth that. It, it gives the the old school vibes. Old school for sure, for sure. And um, did you see Bryce? Uh, not Bryce. Um, Bronny dunk on uh, that kid. I did. I did. That's disrespectful. That, that was nasty. That was disrespectful. Nasty. Um. Switching gears, unless you had anything else you wanted to touch base on in the NBA, there wasn't super, super much going on. Um, there is one. Um, it's kind of a topic that 
not only like that happens in NBA happens with like every sport, it's about players that talk about injuries that mm-hmm. they were dealing with like after they lose. Yes. Uh, I know Jason Tatum recently talked about how he played with a fractured, I think a fracture, like a partial fracture in his wrist. He did. During the finals. And while that might, might like explain maybe his poor play, I just feel like, and you already know how I feel about like Jason Tatum and Celtics. Like I, I yep. love them to death. But like, I just feel like I don't like, I don't really like when players do that because it kind of mm-hmm. just comes off that like you're making an excuse for like how you perform. Like I know that's not like what they're trying to get at, but that's just like how it comes across. Definitely. Cause this isn't like the first instance, like there's been like plenty of like players that have, excuse me, <laughs> uh, come out and talk about how they were injured, like during the playoffs or something. And that like, that's that affected the performance. And like, while that might be true, I just think that's like, maybe like try to word it differently or just like keep it to yourself to like make it, not come off as an excuse that's fair i think the other thing the other thing too is that as a fan base i want to know when my players are injured just like just because i feel like i that's just something like if i mean not that not that everyone should be uh i'm not a sports better but i feel like if i was betting on a game i would want to know all the injuries before i make my bets yeah and i feel like if you like disclose that injury like while like be like hey i have this but i'm gonna play through it just you know at least like people know not even just like terms of sports betting just like in general just so like if we knew that jason tatum had like a fractured wrist while like the finals was going we'd be like oh like you know it's like his play is kind of expected with like how hurt he is right but like if we don't know and like then you get all this criticism and then you come out with that, it just comes off as like you're just trying to and like, it's, like all the criticism. And it's also like, did you how long did you know about this? Did you find out at the end? Did you find out before? Like and that's and that's it's a whole issue in all of sports. I remember the the greatest instance of this, probably in my in my at least is uh Pacquiao versus Mayweather. Pacquiao versus Mayweather. Pacquiao apparently went into the fight with like an injured back. I think it was a uh, torn rotator cuff or something. Uh, yeah, something. yeah, something, something like that. But it, it was something that clearly made him not as. I mean, obviously, you know, Mayweather ducked until he was old enough to beat him. But, um, <laughs> uh, but Pacquiao was not at full strength, and so that was. There's a whole asterisk on that fight because, and I think Pacquiao still won that fight. But I'm a. Uh, um, That's a whole different story. Yeah. A whole different story, um, but yeah, no, definitely interesting, and it'll be interesting to see how how that has healed for uh, Tatum. I hope that it doesn't uh, become a a thing for him because sometimes this is another thing too. Playing through the injury uh, sometimes prevents your injury from healing the way it needs to, and it'll come back in later dates. Yeah, and I'm hope like as a fan, as of the team, and like as Jason Tatum as a, a person and a player. I hope he took the off season to like recover properly because we're gonna need him for a for a big run this year. Definitely, definitely. Um, moving over to the NFL, um, preseason is in full blown swing. Um, what are what are some things that have uh, stuck out to you as far as teams go? Have you paid attention much to the the craziness of preseason? Um. I've been paying, I, like, I haven't, like, watched any preseason games. I don't really like watching preseason games, to be honest. It's fair. It's a bunch of third it's, stringers trying to compete. Yeah, no one, no one really wants to watch that. Um, I honestly think preseason's pointless. I mean, I get the, like, why, but I, I, I just don't like preseason. But I've been watching the the hard knocks on the Lions. Yeah. Um, it's actually been a really good hard knocks this season. And after watching it, I'm not going to lie, I, I, like, I like what the Lions are building over there in Detroit. I think they're going to be uh like I already know they're going to have a bad record just but just like last year, I think they're going to be like that team that plays hard but just like, you know, can't like get over the hump with like mistakes and stuff cuz they have like a bunch of really good pieces. Um to me, the Lions uh, stood out to me. Um the Falcons are another one too. Marcus Mariota has been playing pretty well and it 
seems like he's locked up that starting position. I think and that quarterback. Um, uh, yeah, Mariota. Mariota's great. Uh, just nothing on the Lions briefly. I think the Lions, if they play well, they have a chance to nab their division. The Vikings are going to be really good. The Packers are just going to be there because of Aaron Rodgers. But the Bears are not great. I think that division is really up to anybody. It's the team the best is going to win that division. And to be honest with you, like Matt LaFleur, awesome coach. Uh, as we've seen, he's made it to the NFC Championship game uh, two straight years. But um, – oh, not two straight years, but, you know, had playoff success two straight years. But um, the the coaching staff in Detroit, after watching Hard Knives, like, it really impressed me because you would think, like, teams with, like, bad records, they just, like, don't have good coaching. But uh, Dan Campbell, love him as a head coach. I oh, think. he's great. I loved watching him get fired up. Yeah, and I think, like, he says, like, some pretty ridiculous stuff, but, like – if you actually like, like for example, like Hard Knocks, it goes in depth with everything. Right. Um, good guy, good coach. The assistant coaches, awesome coaching. They have a great coaching staff. And excuse me, I think they're a quarterback away. Like I'm not saying Jared Goff is terrible, but I think they're a quarterback away from like taking that next step forward to being like a, a pretty good team. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, yeah. So Lions. And Falcons, any anything else? Um, I thought it was pretty interesting the the Panthers, their quarterback situation. Yeah, Baker Mayfield seemingly uh, tying up the uh, starting spot. Yeah, and I just want to see how long that's going to last for because Baker was the number one pick, and I'm pretty sure Darnold was the number three pick in that draft, if I'm not mistaken. I think Sam, been... Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold is is good, but I just I think. I, I really want Baker Mayfield to do well because it'll be like a screw you to the Browns because the Browns, uh, switching gears to the Browns, they uh, decided to go and get Deshaun Watson and then basically said goodbye to um, Baker Mayfield. Thanks for your service. We upgraded. But then, you know, Deshaun Watson has all this stuff happen and we've talked about it. Uh, over the last couple months, um, we don't need to talk about it too too much. But the uh, both parties, being Deshaun Watson and the league, have uh, settled in on eleven game suspension for him, uh, million dollar fine, yeah. which uh, crazy. And I think it's that gets donated to charity, if I'm not mistaken. Um, regardless, stupid. Um, do you think that? those 11 games like where are the Browns going to be will they be dead last in their division with no hope of anything their backups Jacoby Brissett so he's not like garbage but he's not like the best guy you've ever seen on the job what what are your thoughts on the the Browns season so Jacoby Brissett I think he's probably in terms of backup QBs probably like the top three yeah that's backup QBs he's not bad but like you said he's not great either I think he could get you some wins. I think they'll stay in the mix until Deshaun Watson gets there, but I think it'll inevitably be too late just because my the only reason I say that is just because of how stacked the AFC is. Yeah. Like we can name off the even even though we we both think the Chiefs aren't going to have a great season. Um the Chiefs, you know Mahomes is there. You have Derek Carr and the Raiders, you have the Chargers, you have the Bills. Yep. Um, you have the Ravens. Speaking, you have the speaking of the Bills, speaking of the Bills, uh, they've looked crazy good in preseason. Now preseason means nothing, but, 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 uh, they played the Broncos last week. Um, oh my gosh, Josh, Josh, Josh Allen was three for three, forty-five yards in the TD. He threw three passes. Then Barkley. Seven for eight, 65 yards. Case Keenum, 16 for 18, 192 yards and a touchdown. They waxed the Broncos 42 to 15. Now, that's obviously just preseason, but oh my goodness. Are they Good your favorite? Golly, or? Miss Molly. The, oh, the Bills are hands down my favorite to come out of the, the AFC. Now, you know, runners up, I got, I got um, the Raiders. Uh, I almost called them the Oakland Raiders. They're be- they're better as the Oakland Raiders, but the Las Vegas is that what they are now? Las yep. Vegas, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, the Chargers. I'm excited. Play Madden. If oh, you if you play Madden, Madden, 
we we just we just discovered today that the the Chargers are the go to team uh, for Madden. It's just it how good they yes, are for all you Madden heads. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying like their corners and safeties just straight lockdown, and then their def- like their D line and line like everything about their defense is just like beautiful. Yeah, that's um, like the dream defense. I'd like to I'd like to uh, give a special uh, shout out and uh, happy happy message um, to the Giants who have started off preseason two and zero, beating the Patriots and the Bengals. So you know. Uh, probably not going to be a great season, but uh, it's pro- it looks promising. It looks fun. I'm uh, I'm excited for that. I <laughs> uh, Giants fans. Hey man, hey. At least we're not Cowboys fans. Oh, but they're they're winning the Super Bowl this year, though. <laughs> they they win the Super Bowl <laughs> every year. <laughs> good, good gosh. Um. Switching, switching gears off of the uh, the, the Giants, um, Patriots. From what you what you've seen of your division, what you've seen of of how you guys have done things lately. What you thinking for the Patriots? Do they do they have a shot at at taking the division from the Bills, or do you think Miami and the Bills are going to be too good? I honestly think it's going to be a three way battle because looking at the Patriots schedule, I think they could match at minimum the record that they did last year. Yeah. Which I believe was ten and seven, I believe. Um I don't know. Like I said, the the AFC is pretty stacked. The AFC East, I think, just got a lot better with the Dolphins. Um uh, I don't think it's gonna be a runaway from the for the Bills. I think is in my opinion, I think it's gonna be a three way battle and That's it's fair. just gonna be like really close. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I think I think it'll be interesting for sure. I think that the Bills, the Bills will probably uh, be ahead the whole time, but I think the other two will be very, very close on the Bills. Yeah, it's gonna be like a game or two difference, I think. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I would, uh, I would agree with that. Um, give me a team um, that you think will surprise everyone. Not really anyone's talking about them. You think they have a better chance than people give them credit for. Talked about them earlier. I think the Lions. I think the I think the Lions are going to surprise people this year. Because uh, if you looked at last year, they they lost games by like basically beating themselves and losing in the last second. Um, it kind of carried over into this preseason uh, against the Falcons. All they had to do was run the ball out, and they would have won. And um, their backup QB ended up fumbling, and the Falcons recovered and then were able to score on the following drive. Um, I'm going to go with the Lions. I think – I don't know how many games they won last year. I think they won three. I want to say three games. Yeah, I think so. I want to be surprised if they won seven games this year. I could see them moving up to seven games this year, and I know, like, that's probably not going to get you into the playoffs, but – you never know in the NFC. There's usually like that one team that has that negative record in the NFC. But I think the Lions are going to surprise people this year. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, for me, for me, I'm gonna. I and I've talked about them briefly, but I'm I'm saying the Raiders. People people don't like talk about them at all. I and I. The, but the constant thing is, oh, they're a good team. They're a good team. They're a good team. I think they're a great team, and I think they're going to show a lot of people that this year. I think Carr finally has. Uh, a weapon. Um, I mean, he's got he's got a bunch now, but uh, I think him and Adams are that's just such a nasty combination, and I think it'll be fun to watch. Um, and their defense is just really good too. So I think the the Raiders are going to be be up there. I'm pretty excited to see them play in their division. That's going to be some exciting football. They probably have that's probably the toughest division in football right now. It used to be the um, the NFC South. It used to be. Right or not the NFC West? I mean, sorry. Right, the NFC right. West used to be the one of the toughest divisions, but I think the AFC West just like holds it down right now. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing, another thing I wanted to touch touch base on. Um, Pete Carroll was talking about his Seahawks team, and 
he was talking about how you know some 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 teams have uh, like one tier one guy. We think we have two tier one guys. Do you think that the 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 job the Seahawks job? Do you think the Seahawks are going to be any good this year, or is he just trying to get hyped about like what he's kind of stuck with? Because he's got Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and those guys are kind of fighting back and forth um, between like a a spot. I mean, obviously they still have like their receivers. They still got a good like core. Um, do you think there'll be anything, or was just kind of be bottom feeders? Hell no. They are going to be bottom feeders. Um, I think over the years, people have predicted the Seahawks, you know, to like, you know, th- that they're like, quote unquote, on rebuild mode and that they're going to be bottom feeders. But they like somehow surprise people. But that was like when they had Russell Wilson, yep. who I think kept them relevant. Uh, now that there's no Russell Wilson and then, like you said, you have Drew Locke and Geno Smith as your QBs. I, I don't think that's going to do anything good for them. I think they should just accept the fact that they're in rebuild mode right now mm-hmm. and just, you know, get ready for the future. I know um, Pete Carroll, he's an old dude. I think he's in his 70s. Um, he is. I, yeah. One I, of the oldest coaches in the league, actually. Yeah, I think him and Bill are the two oldest right now. Um, I don't know. I just don't see them doing anything this year or probably what's in the next, like, few years. But – I I don't think it's Pete Carroll's fault. I just think it's like the talent around him, because you can't you can have a good core, good receivers, but you need, in this league day and age you need a good QB or at least like a mediocre QB. And I don't think Drew Locke and Geno Smith are even mediocre QBs. Because if you have a mediocre QB, you at least need a good defense, and I don't even think they have that. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I've seen Geno Smith firsthand, you know, Giants, Jets, all over the league. I don't think he's he's done much. Drew Locke, he was all right. He was all right on the Broncos. Didn't do anything crazy. Um, I think I think Pete Carroll Pete Carroll probably has one more year and then he probably retires. I don't see him going anywhere else. I think he's I think he's at a point where he he, he would want to retire and be with family. I don't and think... all, all power to him. He's accomplished a lot, I think. Oh, definitely. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll did what he needed to do. Um, yeah, shout out Pete Carroll. Uh, anything else you want to uh, touch base on, on on football? I got some baseball talk. Before we go, I want to hear your thoughts on um, Tom Brady. He took a break from uh, training camp, and he recently came back. I just want to hear your thoughts on I know how you feel about Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean – as a there's there's two sides of this right there's the one side that says hey you're tom brady you're you're supposed to be the locker room doesn't matter if you're not going to play you should be there Mm -hmm. on the field with the guys giving your 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 second your third string guy especially with with your age like who knows You, you you've never struggled with injury outside of one season like maybe this is the year your body decides that you're gonna retire and then your team is is out up a creek without a paddle because you weren't at spring training giving the guys the advice that they needed to get practice reps in. So from that, from a team points perspective, that's kind of shady. I don't like that. If I'm his, if I'm, if I'm his teammates, I'm going to be kind of mad at that because I'm expected to show up at my job. You're on the beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. The the other side of it is he's Tom Brady. Like the seven-time champ. The seven-time champ. Does he need to play in any spring games? No. Does he? Does he need to play in any preseason games? No. Does he need to show up on the field to learn anything? Probably not. So, from a personal perspective, from Tom Brady's side, yeah, I understand his argument. From a from a football standpoint, I think it's kind of lame. No, I could agree with that. I think those are valid points. I just want to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah. No, those are – that's where – that's kind of where I'm at. It's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't uh, – I don't particularly have have any, like, you need to be at practice. You're scummy. But, like <laughs> – but if I'm, on, if I'm on his team, if I'm someone who's given, you know, as much time as I have to the game – uh, like Leonard Fournette, like I wouldn't want to show up on the field. I'm Leonard Fournette. I do what I do. Like 
And if you start that mentality of people skipping out on stuff, people are going to do it a lot more than no one's going to want to watch the preseason games because there's no names there at all. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you watch the preseason for the, that taste of football before the season starts, but you also watch it because you got favorite players and favorite positions and favorite college players they don't play all the time. But, like, when you take the names out, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe and hey, I'm this guy, so I'm not even going to play preseason because it's below me, and it's just it just starts a bad rep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, MLB, the uh, the Yankees were on a slide, a slump, a huge slump before uh, after the uh, the All Star game, but they have since won uh, three straight, so that's encouraging. Um, they looked really good against the Mets, which is nice because the Mets are. Um, huge competition in the NL. Um, there's a little less, or I should say a little bit more, I think, than 20 games left. I wanted to go through the standings and um, give you the the leaders, the people right behind them, how many games back they were, and then um, get your thoughts on if these are like these are locked in or if there's some wiggle room as to what the playoffs look like. Mm-hmm. So AL East, Yankees, they're in the first place, and the Blue Jays and the Rays are both eight games back. Everyone else is more than ten. Do you think the Yankees are a lock, or do you think there's a wiggle room? I think they're a lock to win the division. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. In a year where the Orioles are, are actually only 11 games back, that just blows my mind. The Orioles, in any other league, the Orioles would be in comp in like com- competitive competition for the the uh, front spot, like the AL Central. We'll go there next. the The Orioles have a sixty four and fifty eight record. Um, they have more wins than the Twins and the White Sox. So in the Central, in the C- AL Central, the Orioles would be like three games back, which is crazy. The Orioles are going to be my sneaky dark horse team to make the wild card. Okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, AL Central, we got the Guardians, uh, the Twins, the White Sox. They're both back three, four games respectively, and then the Tigers and Royals are out of it. <laughs> uh, do you think the Twin the, the Guardians are a lock, or do you think the uh, Twins and White Sox got some wiggle room? I think the Guardians have been playing some decent baseball all year, so I'm going to keep them in as a lock. And I think if the White Sox are Twins, if I had to choose between the two, I'd probably go with the Twins. To, uh, give them a run. Get, vote. Get those. Get those twins in there so that the Yankees can beat up. On yeah, them so, again. to to beat up on them in the ALDS. That's what we want. <laughs> and that's what we do every year. Every year we play the Twins in the the postseason. It's a dub, even um, if they're up too low. <laughs> oh yeah, it's insane. Um, AL West. The Astros are in first. The Mariners are twelve games back. The Astros uh, seemingly have this one locked up. No. Oh oh yeah. Um. The Astros, I think they're gonna. Obviously, I think it's gonna be between them and the Yankees for the for the AL. And uh, I'm kind of upset that the Yankees had that slump because I feel like against the Astros, it would be nice to have home field advantage. One hundred percent. Because going into Houston, I think that's probably the hardest stadium to play in. And when it comes playoff time, because that crowd gets, they're a rowdy crowd. They are indeed. They are indeed. Um, yeah, and to me, it's interesting. We talk about really, really bad teams, teams that are struggling. The Athletics have one of the worst records in baseball, and they are they are thirty three games behind the Astros. That's that's just so they're 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 officially eliminated, basically, which is just insane. Imagine having to play twenty absolutely meaningless games. Like that's like- just. I feel like as a manager, that's when you put like all those young players in, you know, the ones that only get playing time. Just right. see, like you know, see what you got. Yeah, and then just above them, the Angels. They're twenty six games back. The Angels. The Angels are depressing. It's a, it's so depressing because they have some of the funnest players in baseball. They have Otani and they have Mike Trout and then a couple other players, but like those are the big guns. Like. I don't understand how you can have such generational talent 
and just squander it year after year doing nothing. I think it's t- Mark Trout's Mike Trout's got to get out of there, and Otani I think definitely needs to get saved. Well, me, I feel like Trout. I feel like his career is never going to be the same because of like how injured he gets. That's fair. Often, um, or at least I think he just needs to get to that point in his career where he's just strictly like DH, just to like try to like avoid those injuries. Uh, Otani, I was very disappointed when they said they weren't going to trade him and that they were going to end up keeping him because I feel sorry for him that he has to suffer with that. I think they're a poverty franchise. And just, like, wasting the prime years of your career there is just uh, its pretty sad. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, uh, it's tragic. Um, switching over to the National League, um, the Mets are in the number one spot in the NL East. And then you have the Braves. They're only uh, a Braves. game and a half back. And the Phillies, the Phillies are at 10 games back. So the Phillies not out of it, but the uh, Braves are the ones hot on the heels. Are the Mets a lock, or have they got some, some room to work? They are not a lock. You want to know why? Because the Braves are the hottest team in baseball right now. You've been talking about them all year. Oh, yeah. I've been saying it all year. They're, they're going to be there. Um, and right now they're there. And right now they're playing the best baseball of like of their season so far and teams that make runs in the playoffs this is like the time of year when you they really start playing good baseball and you can quote me right here i think they're gonna make it out the nl and i think they're uh they're gonna try to go for their second ship in the the last three years okay that's a that's a bold prediction we'll make sure we hone back on that when it comes around okay um, next, we got the NL Central. The Cardinals are in first place. The Brewers are five games back. Are the Cardinals a lock? I'll say the Cardinals are a lock. The Cardinals are usually, like, they're that team that's just, like, you know, always there, always yep. going to be there. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's fun to watch um, watch Pujols still do his thing. The dude is going crazy. You think he's going to get to 700? <sighs> I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. I just also I also screw the also screw Brian Cashman for getting rid of Monty and then Jordan Montgomery goes three and zero. He's pitching the lights out on the Cardinals now. I just don't understand what it is with pitchers that get that either sign or get traded to the Yankees. It's just like they players like, in, like, players yeah, in general, like, bro. Joey Gallo was playing terribly. Then he goes to the Dodgers, starts hitting home runs. I, I just don't understand. I, maybe it's the pressure of like playing in New York. I, I, I don't know. You can't stand the heat. Get out of the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, let's see if there's anybody else. No, that division is oof. That's got to be one of the worst divisions in baseball. Cubs are 18 back. Reds are 22 back. And the Pirates are 24 back. That's awful. The That's, Reds are just trash. Yeah, and then you got the NL West, and it's not even a competition. The Dodgers are uh, 19 games back on the – or 19 games ahead on the Padres. Like, that's just – that's nutty. Uh, c- craziness. Um, yeah, uh, they're obviously a lock, I would yeah. imagine. <laughs> I was about to say, we don't even need to discuss that, I think. Uh, uh, the, so, yeah, so you said, you said that the – the Braves are going to make the the World Series. So would your would your second would your second pick then be the uh, the Dodgers? Yes, it would be the Dodgers. I think the somehow if the Braves could avoid them, I think until the NLCS at least definitely would be huge. But mm-hmm. even if they played them in ALDS, I, I I would still take the Braves over the Dodgers. Okay. Okay, um, sticking sticking in that that uh, frame of mind, I don't know if you saw this, but Fernando Tatis Jr. got an eighty game drug suspension, um, and he announced he's going to have soldier shoulder surgery. Um, I just think that's just that's a best bonehead of the week right there. I don't understand in a league in a league where they crack down so heavily on PEDs, why would you put stuff in your system? Tatis is a beast. Um, when I when I first heard the news, um, I wasn't caught by surprise by it. It's something about 
don't know, something about him just like gave off like steroid vibes. Um kind of disappointed by it because I feel like it's bad for the league, especially like when one of your biggest stars and like one of the faces like of the MLB is uh caught like doing that type of stuff, even if it was by an accident, it's just like a really bad look. Mm-hmm. Especially like how young he is, how great of a career he's been having so far. And then on top of, I think with this, I think in the past, ever since he signed that big, enormous 14-year contract, I think he's missed like 200-something games or something like that, which is like kind of insane. Um, I just like, I think all in all, it's a bad look. I wish it didn't come down to that. I know he says like he did it by an accident. He was taking something for like ringworm, but like, I feel like that's no excuse. Like you should know like what you're putting in your body and like everything. I just think it's like really disappointing. Oh, I agree. 100%. It's, it's pretty, uh, especially with the, after they get Juan Soto too. Yeah. Juan Soto and. Uh, Fernando Tatis, that was supposed to be like your your powerhouse right there, especially okay. when you're trying to make a, a playoff push. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's it's pretty pretty interesting, and it's always like the biggest. It's always the players with the biggest um, like weight on their teams. It's never some random guy that you're like, whoa, you're taking steroids. It's always like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's just, like, a bad look all around. Especially, like, I know MLB is notorious for, like, steroids. Mm-hmm. And just, like, adding your name to that list of, like, big-name players that got caught taking steroids is just... It's kind of bad look. It is. It is. All right, I got some random random headlines. Not headlines, but random stories I, I, I have uh, queued up. They're not necessarily having to do with a specific sport... Uh, they'll, they'll all just be random sports. There's no connection. But one, I don't know if you saw this, but a Yankee fan during the Mets game hollowed out a hot dog <laughs> and sipped his beer through a hot dog. They call it the glizzy straw. Are you revolted by this, or would you try this at a baseball game? Well, I'm biased because I hate hot dogs with a passion. Oh, but, okay, okay. But if I even did hot dogs, I think that's – disgusting <laughs> but like that's just like it sounds unsanitary uh this isn't the first well this isn't the first time i've at yankee stadium i've seen people mix hot dogs with beer i don't know if you remember uh like a month or two ago this dude dipped his whole hot dog in it oh that's right with the bun too right yeah yeah it, oh. that's that's just disgusting because like beer itself is not it's not really like for all my people that drink beer it's not good but it's like <laughs> it's like a it's a bitter taste right just like imagine a bitter taste with hot dog that that's just like that's disgusting yeah like, wow, it, is. it is and, and the funniest thing the funniest thing with this video he's wearing a, a ralph loren hat so the combo of like a man with a, a ralph loren yankee hat sipping from a glizzy straw is just hilarious he's instantly memed it's in new york so i'm not surprised and the also, guys, the guys at TBS, Ernie Johnson, um, Gar- Grander, Curtis Granderson, they, uh, Pedro Martinez, they all hollowed out hot dogs and tried it on their in studio show. Did they actually try? It? <laughs> yeah, the video's up on Bleacher Report. It's really funny to see their reactions as they're sipping from this glizzy. <laughs> Did they like it? Uh, no, I'm, I'm get. I don't have the audio on, but I'm looking at their faces. No, it was. <laughs> well. So the new term, it's not glizzies anymore. Okay, what, what's the term? Gaggers. Gaggers? Oh, that's Gag- terrible. G- Gaggers is the, uh, I guess, the new term for glizzies now. Okay, okay. Um, another, another random. Uh, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, KD, assuming they all play, where do they finish in the East? I am going to go with the highest, fifth, lowest, eighth. Okay. Okay. Uh, the Suns are bringing back their classic sunburst jerseys this Fuego. season. Do we love it or do we shove it? Fuego. I think the Suns have fire jerseys, even their classic old jerseys. Oh, the, sun, the, sun jer- the sunburst jerseys are some of the best. Yes. Um, 
There, there was talk about this a uh, a couple a couple uh, weeks ago, and it's kind of an ongoing discussion. Um, who would win in a series between the Warriors and the uh, Vintage Bulls? Um, everyone keeps talking about it. Uh, what what's your take on that? Who wins that? Are you talking about the KD Warriors? Yes. Give me the KD Warriors. Really? Yes. The Who's... three. The three point shootings just I feel like would be too much for the Bulls. Even even though they're the greatest, one of the greatest defensive teams of all time. Yes. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I feel like Steph Curry and KD in that time period would have. Uh, would have done really well in both in that time period. Okay. Okay. Um, I saw one more thing. Da, 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 da. Where did I put it? One quick second. So here we go. Um, this is uh, NFL team values. Um, and this was, this was just saying the, the list of uh, the 2022 NFL teams and what they're worth and I just wanted to read these numbers because it's it's just it's amazing just because I just think it's it's crazy. Uh, at thirty second, the Cincinnati Bengals are worth three billion. That's they're that's the worst. <laughs> three billion. That's thirty two. That's slot thirty two. Wow. <laughs> the worst is three billion. Uh, then at thirty one, you have the Lions at three point five billion. Then the Cardinals, the Bills, the Jaguars, and the Titans, all 3.4, 3.5, somewhere around there. And it just keeps going up and up. And I'll skip, like, the middle section. But here's top 10. So at 10, you have the Eagles. They're $4.9 billion. Mm-hmm. Third, at, uh, at 11, you have – or excuse me, at 9, you have the Raiders in Vegas, $5.1 billion. The Niners at eight, five point two. Seven, you've got the New York Jets, five point four. The Jets are up there. Yeah, seven, which is crazy because you look at some of these lists, and we'll keep going through it. But at six, Washington Commanders. Wow. At five, the Bears. Now the wow. New York, the New York Giants are at four with six billion. The That's Patriots are the uh, Rams are at three with six point two. Mm-hmm. The Patriots are at two with six point four, and the number one is the Dallas oh Cowboys God. at eight billion. Now, I, oh God! Now only one, two, three. Only three of the teams in the top ten have ha, had winning records last year. Like that's that's nutty. If you have that much money. And you can't properly find talent for your team. Like you're the my, my my best friend Josh. He's a Cowboys fan, and he just wishes that Jerry Jones would give up being the GM. He's he's tired of it, and for good reason. If you have that much money to put into a team, and your team is just annually that bad, I just I don't understand how a team. That hasn't won a Super Bowl since the '90s. That hasn't won. I mean, that's only won one playoff game since the '90s. Is the most valued team over the team that has six Super Bowls? I know. It's just like that's insane. And then you got two teams from. No, what annoys me is that three of the top ten are in the NFC East, and that the NFC East is trash. It's the worst division in the league. With the AFC South, like those are like the two worst divisions in the league, and like that, I don't know that that annoys me. The Commanders with all this, like you know, the scandals and everything. Yep. Um, I think what annoys me, um, the the Giants, you know, that's understandable. They're New York team. They're a New York team. You know, I could see that they won a couple of Super Bowls like in the past twenty years, uh, or three Super Bowls. <laughs> um, but the Cowboys. Like, I hate how everyone calls them America's team. Uh, they're like, not. they're not America's team. Most people they, don't root for them. <laughs> they haven't been America's team since the 90s. Nope. A lot of people not. hate them. Like, if anything, like, not even being biased, if anything, the Patriots should have been America's team. <laughs> they, they were the most successful, uh-huh. like, team. 
Uh huh. Like who else? Who else besides the Cowboys <laughs> and the Patriots? You putting as America's team? Um, I, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, like those are like the two. Like I get maybe you could put the Steelers up there. Um, like there's there's only like a handful of teams you could pick from. Right. But right. like just the Cowboys. Like out of all teams, you're gonna pick the Cowboys. Like come on, <laughs> come on. That just annoys me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Udinus Haslam is back for season 20. I don't care about this at all. <laughs> Why did he make it seem like he, like he was one of the biggest free agents out there with his quote-unquote decision? I love that he was like, I, I, I want to test the waters, and then was like, nah, I'm coming back. Like, I love Miami. Like, he, he thought he was super valuable. He's in his 20 – he's valuable as a head coach or a bench coach maybe. Yeah, that's as far as it goes. It's not like he gets playing time. Like, I yeah. just like how he was like, uh, like I, I need time away to like think if I want to come back or not. Like, bro, come back and do what? You're getting like courtside seats. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> He's like, getting courtside seats and gets to yell at anyone he wants. Yeah. He's getting paid for it. Yeah, I wish I could do that. I know. Uh, in other news, um, before we hit our garbage and gold. Uh, Dennis Rodman says, enough is enough. I'm going to Russia myself to free BG. What do you think about it? Uh, that was actually going to be my gold for this week. Um, I think that's awesome. Uh, we, we know that he has international political friends. Uh, he was friends with Kim Jong-un at one point. So I think it'd be good to have like one of like America's like greatest athletes go over there, maybe talk some sense into Putin and at least like doing something that our US government has been slacking on. Um I think it's an awesome moment. Hopefully things go okay with that and hopefully he uses like his um star power and his platform to hopefully uh bring her back home because it's been way too long that she hasn't been back home. Yeah, I think it's great too. And especially because it's seemingly not being resolved. Like they're, they said, oh, we're going to do stuff. And she pleaded guilty, but then I've not heard anything about it since. And that's been like two weeks. Yeah. So, and I remember at one point they were going to do like a prisoner trade swap. But then like nothing's been heard about that. Um, I don't know. It's just a sad situation. Yeah, definitely. Anything else you want to touch on before we hit up garbage and gold? Um, no, I don't know. I don't. I can't think of anything on the top of my head. If anything, I'll just add it to next week's episode. That's very fair. All right, it is time for garbage and gold. All right. So, do you have? Uh, do Do you want to expound upon the Broadman thing, or do you want to just make that your gold, or do you have another gold you can? Um, I think I'm going to keep that as my gold because, there you go. yeah, I'm going to keep that as my gold. So I'm just going to go straight to the garbage. Um, I believe my garbage I had this week was, uh, how poorly the Yankees have been playing. Mm. Um, in a crucial part of the, the season, especially like, like I said earlier, you're up there with the Astros, like to try to get home field advantage for possibly facing them in the ALCS and you play poorly. Um, I, I hope it's like them getting like their poor play out before the playoffs, but it's kind of concerning to see, especially right. how bad they're pitching and especially their hitting, their hitting has been atrocious. It's been awful. It's been awful. Judge has, I think if anything, judge has probably been like the only bright spot. And even and then, he's cooled down a lot. We finally, um, we finally, last couple of games, have gotten some performance from uh, Ben Intendi, which is great because we went out and got him for a reason, and I didn't know what it was until this week. Yeah, and we we um, traded for that pitcher from the A's, um, and he hasn't really done much since he's gotten the, uh, to the Yankees either. He's actually been pitching really bad, but he had a good performance against the uh, against the Mets. Um, I'm just hoping they, they're able to turn it around because just, like, the Yankees not in the World Series, I think, is, like, really bad for baseball, I feel like. Especially they, they haven't made an appearance since 2009. And, like, 
them losing in the World Series, like, you know, that's I guess that's okay for baseball, but just them not like being like at that greatness is just really bad for baseball. One hundred percent. It's uh it's tough. And I mean I, as a Yankees fan, I'm a little biased to say that every year, but like when your best team is not in the Super Bowl or the World Series or the championship game, it's not good for your league when you have that happen um, because it, it doesn't bring the best fans of the game and the most fans of the game because a lot of times your best teams have the most fans. Fans, you make the most money, and it's it makes sense business-wise. Mm-hmm. So it's always better for the sport when your teams – uh, your top teams are the best. Um, for my garbage and gold, I'll start with my garbage. Uh, my garbage is that the summer in America does not have enough going on. The winter, you have basketball and football and college basketball. And then you get to a point in the spring where you've got the NBA, the MLB starting. You've got some soccer stuff. Hockey's finishing up. And then you get to the summer, and there's baseball, and that's it. There's, like, trade deadline talks every once in a while. There might be a draft that happens, but that's it. The, literally, the most exciting thing outside of baseball is free agency. And every once in a while, there's a summer Olympics to look forward to, and then that's fun, but that's only two weeks. They, we, we need, as Americans, we need to find another sport we can watch uh, in the summer. Is it, is, it, is it cricket? Is that a thing? Is there, is there, I don't, uh, pole vaulting? Do we need to start watching pole vaulting outside of the Olympics? I don't know, but I, I get very bored as a sports fan around this time. And then give me two more weeks and I'm hyped again because there's, there's football and there's talk of basketball and it's just, it's all good. That's my, my garbage. My gold this week is uh, the, uh, the Giants uh, new, new player, um, Alex Bachman. Dude is a machine. He was on fire against the Bengals. Um, just that, that he had he had two TDs. He was a machine, and we had a, a beautiful last second victory versus the Bengals, which was cool. If the Giants suck, fine, I'm used to it. But if they're great, it'd be awesome because I'm liking the vibes that we're getting so far. Um, and I really hope it continues. They've been really. They've been really fun to watch. I won't get super excited about it until, but uh, yeah, they've been super fun to watch. Um, but thank you for listening to another episode. This has been a short one, but a good one. Uh, wasn't, wasn't the craziest of news weeks in the sports world, but we'll be back next week with Jay. Um, this has been the Pudari Podcast. I'm Noah. I'm Jeremy. And before we go, I just want to give um... – my condolences and a shout out to um, someone in my fantasy football league. Uh, unfortunately, passed away. So I just want to rest in peace. Yeah, give uh, my condolences to them and their family. Definitely. And, yeah. Definitely. The show. The show gives out uh, condolences for sure. Yes. But we will. We'll see everybody next week. As always, stay safe. Deuces.